Hey there, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Wedding Film Adventure Podcast. Um, today we have a really good guest on the show. Um, his name is Adam Scuba. Um, he is a DJ. I've known Adam for probably, uh, you know, probably a good eight years or so. Um, and he, he knows a lot about DJing and, and weddings and everything. So uh, we're going to kind of continue this, um, you know, interviews of uh, local vendors and things like that. I think that's a really good way to kind of get us through this quarantine and, and maybe, um, you know, some weddings that aren't really necessarily happening right now. So we are going to talk with Adam. Here we go. All right. So I'm here with Adam Scuba and uh, Adam, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Kevin, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, sure. So, so Adam, you're a DJ. Um, I guess you're, you'd say you're based in like the Lehigh Valley, Poconos area. Um, yeah, I, I live in the Lehigh Valley. I'm originally from uh, the Hazleton area. Uh, when I got married a few years ago, we, uh, we uh, moved down to the Lehigh Valley. That's where my wife is from. Um, and uh, pretty much still continue to do a lot of events in Northeast PA, the Hazleton area, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton the Poconos. Um, I would actually say the majority of what I do is still north of the Lehigh Valley. I do have a few <laughs> venues that I work at regularly down here, but um, still most of it's Northeast PA. Cool. Yeah. So kind of tell me a little bit, um, maybe give a little background about yourself, like, kind of, you know, where'd you grow up, uh, go to high school. I know you went to college up here in the, uh, you know, Scranton-Wilkes-Barre area. Yeah. Um, and kind of like how you kind of got into DJing, like, was it always something, you know, you were interested in and, you know, that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, grew up in Hazleton, uh, born and raised in Hazleton and um, went to uh, went to Catholic school for my elementary school years. And then um, in seventh grade, I went to uh, MMI in Freeland, which is a uh, it's a non-religious uh, private school mm -hmm. um, and college preparatory school. And, um, you know, while, while I was in, in middle school, early high school, um, I, I, I took an interest. I, a lot of kids when they're younger, they like pro wrestling, but I got into it a little bit later when I was, you know, probably in sixth grade or seventh grade. And, um, there was a local, uh, wrestling promotion down in the Hazleton area that cropped up. So basically when you, when you would go to be a WWE wrestler at the time, it was the WWF you'd have to go to school to be a wrestler, a training camp. And um, I, got, I got latched up with the local guys that were down there, and it was uh, uh, off of the Wild Samoan. He, he was back in the, the early 90s and the late 80s and stuff. He was a big name in the WWF. He's the uncle to The Rock. And, uh, oh, get out. You know, yeah, yeah. Real, real, a lot of, the, a lot of the, the current talent roster out there, you know, trained with him or yeah. was related to him in one way or another. So, um, they had this wrestling school down there and uh i uh i i i like i said i was like 14 at the time 13 14 years old i, I was doing a magazine and stuff like that for mm -hmm. them just helping out like taking pictures and stuff at the matches because i wanted to be involved in being that it was a school day i were always training kids to do different things now mind you you had to be 18 to wrestle but you know at the time i guess they didn't see any harm in letting me do this or do that right. uh, and then it was in like 1998 that uh, they needed an announcer. The, the guy they had announcing left and went somewhere. I think he just moved on in life and moved out of the area. Okay. And they asked me, do you want to be a, uh, an announcer? And I said, oh, yeah, you know, like, try it. You know, why not? I thought it would be a thrill. 
by that time, my voice was already kind of a little bit, you know, for being, even though I was still only probably 15, 14, 15, um, my voice kind of dropped a little bit. And yeah, I actually yeah. just found some clips on YouTube the other day uh, of some old matches that I was announcing at. And it was, oh, it was really? kind of, it was kind <laughs> so of a kick This to, was in Hazleton or this was in? Yeah, yeah, no, no. So we did shows in Hazleton. We did shows in the Lehigh Valley. We went to New York. Okay. Uh, we were all over the place, yeah. Um, so I was, uh, you know, doing the, the announcing and then uh, one of the guys that was doing the music for the uh, the entrance music and stuff like that, he owned a DJ yeah. company, a DJ business, and he asked me if I was interested in helping him out. And I went out on a couple of jobs with him just like for fun, just to see what it was all about. And, uh, and then around that same time, a lot of kids in my class uh, were having parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. I kind of just said, well, you know what? This seems like it would be something fun to do. Uh, even though I wasn't getting paid a lot, it was still more than I was getting paid at the wrestling promotion to yeah. you know, announce the matches. Were you doing weddings so, and stuff or, or more more just like I did, I did my first birthday parties? You know, it was a lot of birthday parties and like um, uh, not so much weddings. That came that came not too, too far in the future. I got hooked up with a – one of the girls that I went to school with, she was a couple of years younger than me, but her mom owned a catering hall. She had a lot of weddings going on there, and, and she had given my name out to a lot of the couples. I was I, I think I literally was like 15 or 16 when I went out and did my first oh, wedding. Wow. And um, I had my parents bring, bring me with the equipment and drop it off long before anybody got there. <laughs> That's awesome. I, set it up. I, I, I do know that I got paid $325 to do my first wedding. Wow. Um, and for a 15 year old kid, that was like, Oh yeah. I did that all through high school. Um, you know, I, I really, I kind of built up my business. I was doing a lot of weddings while I was in high school still. Right. Um, and, um, then, uh, it was time to go to college and I was like, well, what am I going to do? Everybody said, well, you can't really make a living as a DJ. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. So I, I went to Wilkes University. I started there in 2002 in their comm program, uh, comm studies, and I was taking mm -hmm. TV and radio production as my track. So uh, I, I was, I did a lot in the TV uh, TV station there, um, and then I did like an unpaid internship locally in Hazleton with the one TV station, just to kind of learn some more stuff and. Yeah. Whatnot. It turned out that the, the TV station Hazleton was using equipment that was like considered advanced equipment at college. So I was the only person allowed to touch the DVC pro cameras. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was the only person yeah. Who to use them. Everybody else was shooting on SVHS at the time, the old uh, AG 450. Yep. Mm -hmm. But, um, so I, I started there with the TV stuff and then I kind of phased into the radio cause Wilkes had a, a radio station. Um, Mm -hmm. on campus and uh when my last year there uh i uh ran it as a student uh i don't know what they i forget what the term was but it was the director of the radio station the student run thing mm -hmm. and um I, I i was working at a local radio station in hazelton then too doing another internship there and um you know, I was I was going in every weekend from four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, being there till nine, going home, catching some sleep, coming back in the afternoon. Um, so it was it just it was one of those things where I enjoyed it, but 
uh, as I got busier and busier after I graduated from college, um, I said, you know what, I got to leave this and I got to focus just on my own business because yeah. at that point then I was probably doing like 30 to 40, 30, probably 30 weddings a year at least with another 30 events on top of it that, you know, were not so much school dances, but, um, anniversary parties. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a lot of stuff in the early days for senior citizens. Uh, like I, I did a lot of the senior citizen centers in the Hazleton area and mountaintop and stuff like that. Um, and it's funny because still to this day, uh, the, the area agency on aging, I, I still do work with them. Uh, so it's kind of, I'm still in that loop, you know, kind of come full circle. Later. Yeah. That's cool. 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, that, that's, I got into that and, uh, you know, it's shocking because I think a lot of the, the people that said, you know, you can't make your living as a DJ. Um, there's a whole mindset behind that that you got to kind of learn the business too. Like if you're mm -hmm. just going out and playing the music, then I can see where somebody would just, you know, use it for beer money or something like that. But once you really start to, you know, realize that people have a need um, for more than just the music uh, and, and really once you, once I learned that a DJ was more than music, um, that's when really things started to, my doors started to open for me. Windows of opportunity really came about. I, I, one of the things I always really wanted to do was get on the preferred vendor list. At a bank. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I heard about this, this magical list that all these banquet halls have. And the first thing I'd say is, oh, I'd go and do a wedding wherever. And then I would say, can I get on the list? And, uh, some of the places like, yeah, you know, we'll put you on the list. I, I didn't really realize that like you got to work to that, you know, and it was, yeah. it was really a matter of them seeing you a few times and, and mm -hmm. uh, them trusting you. But um, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway that I, I had is growing up and, and coming out of all this. And I learned very quickly was just developing great relationships with people yeah. on, on both sides with your clients and, and, and with other wedding professionals like that. That's really key to it. Um, you know, we're all, we all have the same goal when we come to the table. Uh, we, want, we want to deliver a great uh, wedding day for our couples that we're working with. Uh, we want to, um, you know, we want to we wanna give them memories of absolutely fabulous things and not just have it be a blur, uh, you know, mm -hmm. of, of drunken stupidity and uh, yeah. things like that. So really that's, that's what I aim to do. Um, you know, what I, what I really try to work with all the couples that I work with is to deliver those unique moments and, and uh, make it something different that they haven't seen before, something they haven't experienced before. Yeah. So, so you kind of, um, you know, so you're working, you're, you're in college, you graduated college, you're working at the t at the radio station, um, you know, also DJing on the side and things like that, I think. And then I'm trying to think when we first met each other, uh, when I was shooting a wedding, it must've been around 2012, maybe. 13. Oh yeah. It was, it was 12 or 13, somewhere around there. Yeah. I, don't, I, I, I think yeah. it was 12. It was probably around 2012 yeah 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 so you know and and definitely i mean adam you're like you know we've we've become friends over the years and and you're definitely 
you know, one of those DJs who takes it to the next, next notch. And, you know, you can tell you care a lot about the couples and, and the service you provide and things like that. And, uh, you know, so kind of along that line, like how would you kind of, um, you know, cause there's, I feel like, you know, there's so many DJ companies out there. There's so many, um, there's a lot of guys that do it. And like you said, there's, there's probably guys that do it for beer money and there's guys that really take it seriously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, women too, not just guys, but, yeah. um, what do you, you know, how would, how would you describe like your style? Um, you know, talk about your, your brand a little bit, your, your company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the actual DJ part of it is just one aspect of it. You know, you got, you know, there's so many, there's so many other hats that you have to wear. Um, in the role of, of the wedding entertainer um, mm -hmm. that, you know, so many people don't think about. Um, I like to work with couples that are interested in their own wedding. And I know that sounds kind of odd because you would assume that everybody would be interested in their wedding reception, but some people, maybe they're forced to get married because it's what's expected of them. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe they, they just doing it to just do it, you know? Um, but I really, I really enjoy working with couples the most that really expect a lot from the people they're working with and expect mm -hmm. a lot for their day. And I'm not talking about any kind of a bridezilla or anything like that, because that's, that's something totally different. I'm just talking about people that are used to a higher level of service and a higher level of expectation. It's like um, uh, the best the, the best uh, uh, scenario I give or the uh, best equivalency I can say is uh, a steak dinner. Um, you know, there, there are places that serve steak dinners that are great. Uh, you can go to a, a chain restaurant like Outback or um, uh, Logan's or uh, Longhorn Steakhouse. Yeah, Texas you can order a steak, you order a steak dinner, and, and you're going to get a steak dinner, and it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be dog food. It's going to be a steak dinner. It's going to be a quality dinner, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but then you're going to have people that really enjoy eating at Roots Chris, or people that really like to go to Gallagher's, or people that like eating at uh, um, uh, uh, the one in New York there, uh, uh, I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorites too, and I can't yep. think of the name of it. Oh my gosh. You know, but, um, uh, Lugers, Peter Lugers. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. but yeah. And then you have those people now, they're both steak dinners, you know, they're both, they're both steak dinners. Um, but you know, if you ever, if you ever have an opportunity to eat it, you know, have a dining experience at Roots Chris or at, Lugers, there's definitely a level of service that comes with that right. that you don't get outback. You don't get at Longhorn. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when the waiter's there uh, with the little, I don't even know the term for it, but it's like a little broom thing to sweep up the crumbs from your mm -hmm. bread and he's cleaning them up on your tablecloth, um, you know, right after you're done eating. There, there's yeah. a totally different level of, of expectation there and service there. And I'm obviously, you know, the pricing is it's reflected in the pricing too, mm -hmm. but, but notwithstanding of that, it, it's a t totally different kind of experience. So, um, 
you know, I, I, I forget why we even got, we got on this Well, you're making me hungry because I love Texas Roadhouse. So. <laughs> the lunch today, right? <laughs> That's yeah. probably my favorite chain yeah. restaurant ever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, what? I, again, you know, like just get, kind of going back to what I said something earlier about, you know, creating that experience. It, it's just not showing up and playing the music. It's, you know, being able yeah. to sit down and understand the needs of the couple, you know, what, what, what exactly are they trying to do here? And, uh, you know, working with same sex couples, working with, uh, you know, any, 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 um, background nationality, there's always going to be, uh, something that is of a, uh, of a concern, right? That they want to either address or not address and, just showing up and playing the music and going through it like it's uh, every other reception that you've ever done, you're gonna hit a you're gonna hit a, a roadblock. Yeah. You're gonna hit. You kind of you know, gotta feel the crowd a little bit. Right? Yeah, you gotta feel and know the your crowd. couple. Yeah, you definitely gotta know them, and that's one of the things you know we we talked about before we got on the call here. Um, you know, you were saying about taking your couples out to to, to dinner and stuff, and mm-hmm. getting to really know them, and and they're people. They're not just a number. It's not like, you know, you're just pushing them through and, okay, we got to get this one done. we got to get that one done. A lot of my couples, you know, I'm friends with on Facebook. Um, I, I enjoy seeing them, uh, you know, have their anniversaries and have kids. And, and, and a lot of my couples refer couples back to me, people they know that are, that are getting right. married. And that's really a great thing. When I have one family uh, that I've, uh, I've done, uh, they had three kids three kids and I, and I've done all their, all their weddings. And, and one of them, it started off with the, the youngest one, me doing his bar mitzvah. So, uh, oh, wow. okay. back in the early day. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just to give you an idea, I, he got married, uh, two, two years ago, I think now. Um, okay. so when he was 13, you know, I, I, I did his, uh, older brother's wedding his sister's wedding and then his wedding. So it was, it was, That's that awesome. was like kind of really special because that was different, you know, uh, yeah. to be able to do two huge milestone events in somebody's life like that. Um, that's really, yeah, I know. Yeah. To, to do that just years later and just, and, and you're right. I mean, you know, even same for us, like we'll do, um, a lot of siblings or cousins or just, just friends. I mean, we're always seeing the same people at every wedding. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, obviously Scranton, and uh nepa is all connected and you know everyone, yeah yeah everyone yeah. knows one, everyone and, but yeah one group uh one group of girls they all went to marion catholic high school uh down in tamaqua and i think i've done probably about five or six weddings now for all the people that were in that group it started yeah. it off with uh you know, it started off with uh one couple of years ago and then as the as her what was it? Her brother, her brother got married then. And then like her and her, all of her friends and everything, I, I ended up doing the whole group of them. Right. Um, so it's like the same people though. It's like different bride, but the same wedding party, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But, and the funny, and the funny thing is like, I was just going to say that, you know, like when they, I feel like those bridesmaids or those friends when they're, you know, it's their time to get married and they, they look back and, you know, and they think about some of their weddings that they've been to, they're, they probably don't remember, you know, the music or the, the lighting or the, the yeah. equipment or necessarily it's, it's, they're going to remember your personality right? and, and what you did to make that wedding special. 
um you know obviously they're they're gonna know if you play, played crappy music and you know no well, yeah, it ruins the whole time for them it ruins the whole night for them right, right. You know, but i think they're gonna remember you know not necessarily that stuff so it's it's almost like uh and this kind of leads into the next question is like so what would you say that couples should maybe look for um when choosing a dj um along the lines just you know being aware that it's not all about just the music and and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, equipment. yeah. I, 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 this is why i really think it's so important that you know the couples that, that are out there looking for entertainment for their wedding really kind of you know and a lot of people don't do it and i and i get it you know everybody's busy pick up the phone and talk to the guy you know that you're you're, you're thinking about or the girl, girl that you're yeah. thinking about hiring you know the personality is so important um you know uh again playing the music is one aspect of it but it's really the personality if that person's a jerk and they make off-color comments right something that would you know and be embarrassing i mean they're going to be representing that couple on that mm -hmm. day for the five or six hour reception you know um you know what yeah that would that would definitely uh, turn me off yeah, yeah I mean, what a buffoon they hired here you know what yeah. is this guy he's a clown and i mean some people thoroughly like that that type of you know yeah. personality and that's cool there's nothing wrong with it i mean it's different it, it's it's whatever you're comfortable mm -hmm. with and whatever you think would flow with you um but you know all the couples that i talk with on the on the phone and, and even through email and everything I just tell them, you know, make sure you're comfortable with their personality. No different than your photographer, your video person, um, you know, your, your officiant. Um, you know, you want to you wanna just make sure that that's somebody that you can see yourself sitting down and having a drink with or going out to dinner with or, you know, having coffee or whatever. Um, it's so important that you're, you're, you're comfortable with the personality. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, not, no, I, right. Might not work I can't out. can't stress that enough, yeah. I've never met a couple that weren't a little nervous on their wedding day. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's natural. It's a human, it's exciting and excitement leads to nerves and that kind of thing. And, uh, when, when, when I talk to the couples after the fact, you know, and kind of say, you know, what are some things, the, the one thing that I hear constantly outside of like, you know, you know, the music was great and the, the people had, fantastic and i got a thank you note here from one guy that said he heard from another couple that he had that i had people swinging from the chandeliers but that wedding didn't even have chandeliers at it but i don't know but anyway outside of outside of the the whole packed dance floor we had such a great time the music was great the one thing that seems to be a commonplace is you know you had a way of dealing with us that just made it made it easy Right. Uh, you had just a way of like, you know, your personality, you didn't freak out. You weren't uptight about anything. Mm -hmm. If we had to make a change because it rained and we ended up moving the ceremony inside at the very last minute, you know, you had everything in place where it needed to be. You didn't give a stink about it. And, and that's, that's really like, I don't even, I don't want to say you can't put a dollar amount on that. But, you know, when a couple really, like, likes you that, being around you because um, you, you give them that, that confidence that they need, that extra little 
you know, pat on the back, that extra little, you know, uh, hand on the shoulder, so to say, that, you know, everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, just enjoy it. Just really, really enjoy it. Yeah. So, so kind of getting back to the wedding day, um, one thing that I really like that you do is I think it's usually after toaster over, maybe, I guess it's after parent dances, um, after dinner, when you have everyone come on the dance floor <laughs> and you play kind of like this soft music, uh, and you know, and you say something like, you know, it's been a long, long day, you know, everyone's making memories and seeing all the family and friends and it's just so nice to all be together. And like everyone's just on the dance floor and and um you're you're just kind of it's just like a nice moment where you're just kind of reflecting on the day and then you you change the music to something fast and then boom. Hey, you're giving away all my secrets, man. You're I know all my secrets. I, I can cut that out. <laughs> no, nah, there's no secrets. There really aren't any secrets. You know, that, um, and, you know, and I don't do it all the time. I don't do it all the time. I think, uh, you know, it really, it really depends on the situation. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's nice to take a minute before you get into the whole grandma flying out of her chair and your cousin, Riding down the 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 uh, banister of the staircase, you know, uh, right? <laughs> and, and 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 your uncle out there, you know, doing the do, doing the warm across the floor. It, it's nice to just take a minute before all that uh, uh, craziness comes out to just reflect back on on what what happened, what just happened, you know. Uh, yeah, two people, you know, made a made a commitment to be with each other forever. It's kind of a big thing. Yeah. And, and right. And, and it is, it's, you know, it's not a long moment or anything. And like you said, you don't always do it, but I think it's just a cool way to get people on the dance floor. And it's always something that just has always stuck in my mind of, you know, whenever I work with Adam Scuba, like that's one thing he does. <laughs> I, I think it's pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> and not play old crappy music to start the day. You know, <laughs> right. I, I, I've heard so many, uh, so many guys say, well, you know, we start with the oldies and we work our way up into the new stuff. And then the last 10 minutes of the night is when we let it really rip. Well, who's there at the last 10 minutes of the night? Mm -hmm. Everybody that's already plastered, you know, people don't, they're not going to remember the last 10 minutes. What they're going to remember is when they get up from dinner, what happened first. It's, there's no set format that I come in with, you know, I don't mm -hmm. say, well, I'm going to play anything from 1950 to 1971 and then eh. older people like the new music too. I mean, you know, yeah. and older people aren't as old as they used to be. And I mean that in, in terms of mindset, uh, technology changed a lot of that, you know, it, it uh, you know, older people like new music, older people like you could oh, find yeah. any 70 year old woman or 80 year old woman. And she'll tell you, she knows Uptown Funk, or she knows... She's singing along. Yeah. She knows yeah, it, man. Yeah. You know, her grandkids are listening to it or whatever. You know, they're, they're jamming out to it just as much. Um, yeah, it's not like these people go into, like, a time warp or anything like that when they hit 60. Mm -hmm. they, you know. And, and probably the opposite's kind of true, too. Like, I, I feel like a lot of these... Uh, not necessarily the oldies, but definitely like, you know, the nineties and well, you know, especially the nineties, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, throwback jams, you know, <laughs> to like stuff that was popular in the early two thousands. Yeah. 
when I first started doing this, so keep in mind, I got I got into this in the early 2000s, so I've been doing this now, uh, well, uh, like, I, I guess since I formed my business, it's like 17 years, 18 years, but, you know, I've been doing it close to 20 years now. Um, you know, when I first started doing it, it was, it was pretty much like that, you know, it was like you play yeah. the old music, and then you play the new music, and that was that. But the old music was... Your, your typical wedding stuff, run around Sue and, right. and your, your twist and everything like that. You know, that was, but that was 20 years ago. So now that's 20 years later, that music was old then. It's ancient now, you know, <laughs> it's, it's really, you know, half the people at that wedding that are younger weren't even like they were in like diapers when that. Yeah. Happened. So it gets, you know, it's, it's, it's it really gives you an interesting perspective when you've been in this when you're doing it like ten years plus, um, you know when you get into it you have all good intentions of like just being trying to be professional. I feel like there's like a like a when you when you you want to be professional so you you kind of just show up and you're kind of a stickler, and then you want to be a rebel at what you do. So you're going in like this way. You're going like left field or something, or right field. And, and you want to just do it different. And then there comes a process of maturity and it all kind of comes together when you find your own voice yeah. and you find your own style. And, and I know working with you years ago, you were by yourself and you would bring like 20 different tripods and you'd have cameras <laughs> set up and you'd be running yeah. around the whole time. And I know you still kind of do that, but, but it was, it was much more chaotic and sporadic then. And, uh, you yeah. know, if you had one minute to breathe, that would be like one minute too long for you. And that's what caught my eye about you working with you years ago. And I said, wow, I said, this guy's going to really, really going to do well for himself in his business because you were a hustler. You were a hard worker. Um, so many video people that I've seen over the years brought like a, a you know, a, a big camera and they stood in the corner and that was it. That, that was, that was the whole thing. Uh, they didn't really work it. They didn't try to get, I mean, you were doing multi-camera stuff with one person. Yeah. Oh, I know. It was, it, it's like, yeah. And, and I think some of that has to do with my TV background and whatnot, but, um, but yeah, no, thanks. I, I agree. I mean, you just kind of find your voice over the years and I was, I was probably watching every, every other videographer's work, you know, trying to copy them and see what they're doing and, and uh you know stay up on what cameras they're using and things like that and then at some point you just say no like my couples are happy with what they're getting yeah um i'm comfortable with what i'm putting out and and you just kind of you kind of find your your piece and you just kind of find yourself and what your your style and brand is and so yeah i mean it's just uh what do you what do you where do you see um kind of going back to, you know, you've been doing this for 20 years. Where, where do you kind of see the industry going in the next like 10 years? That's a tough one. I mean, that really is a tough one. And, and I think recent current events kind of make that even harder to see. Uh, where, where things were trending, uh, no more of the huge 250 person weddings last year and the year before that i 
I did the most 50 person and under weddings I've ever done. Really? Yeah. Um, and I know they're not really micro weddings because the micro yeah, thing right. is like the 10 people around the dinner table. Um, but kind you know, middle, 50, yeah. 50 people and less definitely a hundred, 125 is the new, the new normal. Um, but people spending a little bit more on different things, having a little bit more going on than just dinner and dancing. You know, you see a lot more with uh, one wedding I recently did uh, last, the end of last year, they had a, a little cart show up that served Prosecco and beer. It was like this little Italian. Oh, that's cool. Jitney kind of thing. You know, they had a park. Yeah, outside yeah. And it was a neat thing. But, you know, I'm sure that wasn't cheap. And um, that probably, you know, sucked up four to five or six plate plate costs right. for their <laughs> right. guests. So, you know, five people did get invited so they could have the Prosecco card. But that's cool. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, it's unique. Um, it, dancing has, uh, dancing's different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids, I don't think are having the same experience as we had years ago, like at school dances and stuff. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so sure they're doing the dances like, like, you know, I'm, I'm 35. Uh, so, you know, in high school and stuff and in, uh, in the late nineties and stuff, they were still doing school dances pretty regularly. Um, I, I don't, I think that's kind of phased out. Yeah. So that interaction that type of interaction is kind of, kind of changing. And, uh, you know, look around at nightlife. Now there's really, there's not really a dance club, so to say, to go to, it's more like a bar and you got a band and maybe there's a small dance floor or something, but it's yeah. not like a, the sole purpose isn't go, to go out dancing. Um, so that's kind of changed a little bit, um, which, you know, if you're just showing up and playing music, Maybe a couple of years ago that would have been enough, but I, I think you need to bring more to the table now. Something else, yeah. A little bit more interaction, more, you know. And I'm not talking about getting out there with the, uh, a chicken head and, uh, and a blow-up microphone. I'm just ta- those, talking those about... Those years have gone by, right? <laughs> those years have gone by, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about just like, you know, um, just different kind of engagement, you know, and offering different, different things. Uh, one of the one of the things we, uh, especially with some of these uh, weddings that are like uh, non traditional venues like barns and um, I don't want to say places that don't do weddings, but like you know it's a, it's a building, it's a piece of land somewhere. They bring everything in. They have they bring in bathrooms. They bring in uh, all the catering and everything. You know we. Mm-hmm. We've kind of we've kind of ventured into offering some lawn games now too as an add-on. Oh, that's cool. To, to different things, so we have a, a axe throwing is huge. Uh, we oh, we got yeah. in. We're doing a. We're not doing the traditional axe throwing because you know, with kids and stuff, I don't want anybody cutting any fingers off or getting impaled, you know, before the wedding. So we got an inflatable axe throwing. Yeah, um, so you actually bring that to the wedding as part yeah, of the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something you have for cocktail or a big Connect Four. That's awesome. A big Connect Four, you know, like a throwback to, yeah. to the small ones that you'd play with when you were a kid. Connect Four, uh, big Jenga. 
uh, cornhole toss, that kind of thing. So these are just like some things that we offer um, mm -hmm. in addition to the DJ service that for cocktail hour. And, you know, people can play with the stuff outside because really, you know, people tend to wander around on a property and they get lost and they get into trouble then. So it's better yeah. to have better to have the children contained with something to do <laughs> something to do yeah no i i yeah i tell i totally agree with you i i think especially like you said those those kind of venues that are not your traditional ballroom where everyone's kind of inside in one place yeah. and you can you know walk around and, and see parts of the property and things um yeah i i think that is it you know as going along with like the smaller weddings and the smaller um, guest list and maybe they can you know use some of those funds that they would would have used on some plates and put them towards something else and yeah. um, and and just kind of getting towards that um, you know this is a whole day about us and our family and friends yeah. and not necessarily just the the same old same old uh, traditions and you know things that they've seen at every wedding um like have you done i'm sure you have like you know totally skipping like the intros and just everyone comes oh yeah yeah, or, yeah 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 or, i mean i have like, i have you know if, if if the couple tells me that you know their their wedding party is is either very shy or you know yeah we, we've skipped introductions yeah or even they just, they just want to save time and and do more dancing or do more things outside or um, yeah, yeah, they don't want to cut a cake, or they don't want to do the garter toss, or they don't want. I to think I think some traditions are important. I don't think they're important, but they're not necessary. Right. Uh, and I and I think it's important because uh, it kind of gives grounding and the whole reason that they're there. You know, and not and not to say that every tradition needs to be followed through, but you know, coming from Hazelton, one of the big things is the dollar dance. And, uh, you know, for anybody that's ever been to a NEPA wedding, you know, it's, it's <laughs> everybody loves the dollar dance. Yep. 45 minutes of the same yep. wonderful, you know, polka. And, uh, you know, I could do without that. Um, you know, we've, yeah, it's we've important actually, to some, to some, we've actually come up with a few creative ways to kind of, kind of speed it up a little bit. Well, no, get to that same point, you know, but, but do it differently, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, and, and, you know, what is the end result? Are you looking to get money? Are you looking just for something to be able to see all your guests? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it that you're trying to accomplish by that? And is there a better way to do it? Yeah. Um, you yeah, know. you're right. Cause that, that can eat up a lot of time sometimes. And, um, and, and sometimes it is nice to, um, you know, it's not usually the last thing that you guys do. It's maybe yeah. if it's, if it's over a 10, you do it at nine. So it gives them a chance to kind of, you know, see all their older guests that might leave. Um, you know, they didn't get a chance to make it to all the tables or something like that. So, so yeah, it's, I, I think for some couples, it's definitely something that's, that's important, but any new spin on it or any different way they can do it is, is, you know, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, it's just really, what do you want to get out of it? You know, like what, what, what's your, what's your ends to this? Are you looking? Are you looking to just get a couple extra bucks for the honeymoon? You know, are you looking to? Uh, you know, you're looking to talk to all of your guests. Uh, you know, one of the things that we 
you know, I typically do is is an anniversary dance. I, I think it's a great uh, it's a great way to acknowledge all the couples that are there that are married, um, all the couples that have been married, especially you know, 25, 30, 45 years, and then and, and then obviously the longest married couple. Um, yep. It's a great part of the evening when you can have, when you have, and, and I know you've you've done this with me, when I have, you know, the, the newlyweds standing there with, with the longest married couple, and the longest married couple gets to give advice to the newlyweds. Yeah. You know? So what makes that marriage last 50 years, 55 years? And the stuff they say is absolutely <laughs> right. Ignore, you know, sometimes you get it real sweet. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you get it, you know, you know, don't go to bed angry and uh, compromise. But then once in a while you get something like, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I've just worked a lot of overtime and I'm still not retired yet. You'll get some of the older guys that'll be kind of sarcastic and <laughs> it's kind of funny too. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's it, it's a good it's a good reason to remind people that while that why they're there, yeah. um, you know, it, yes, it's a great party, uh, yes, it's a lot of fun, but you know, this is this is it's a marriage, it's a wedding, it's two people, two people that have uh, decided that they were the ones for each other, and they're going to spend the rest of their lives together uh, in in a partnership, in a you know, and. Um, that and, and seeing there there was a great uh father of a bride speech that really uh really just kind of like you know he, he was talking about his daughter growing up and uh me i have i have three kids three three little girls um and it didn't hit me i've listened to a lot of father of the bride speeches and it was like in one ear out there you know okay great speech you know but this one it hit me because it was at that moment it was during his speech that for whatever reason i said oh my gosh this is going to be me someday you know i'm going to be sitting there or standing there and uh you know thinking about my little girl when she was little yeah and uh I get emotional. I love my kids so much. And it's just like, I, I think about that. And it's like, wow, you know, what, what he must be feeling at that moment. Um, and, and, and thinking back over those 30 some years or 20 some years and watching his little girl grow up and um, just, just that emotion that's involved with it. Uh, that, that's just so nice. And, and it's really, it's really nice when they have video there to capture it too, because you know you don't get that. Yeah, you, you get some still pictures of people crying and stuff like that. But to hear the words, to see the emotion, and that's why I really, you know, all my couples, I really recommend that they hire somebody to video. Actually, get somebody that tells a good story through the video uh, and, and, and puts it together well. And uh, that's why I enjoy working with you a lot. You do a great job of that. Yeah, well, thanks, Adam. Yeah, likewise. And on that note, Adam, uh, you know, thank you so much for, uh, you know, doing this today. And um, I hope everyone kind of learned a lot about your business and DJing and things like that. And um, maybe you can just kind of tell everyone kind of like how to find you, your website, uh, social media, pages, yeah. things like that. Yeah, just uh, it's scuba, S-K-U-B-A, entertainment.com. 
Uh, same thing on Facebook. Instagram handle is S-K-U-B-A-E-N-T. Uh, check us out online if you have any questions. 570-450-6874 is the phone number. Everything is accessible on the webpage too. would love to talk with anybody that's looking to do something unique for their wedding. Cool. Adam, you're a great guy. You're a great DJ. You're a good resource. Thanks for being on today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.